0: On the Scott Thompson Show on AM 900 CHML. In case you have not heard this news, a parole hearing has been set for March 2017 for Paul Bernardo. Yeah, Paul Bernardo. What has the reaction been from the Mahaffian French families, and what is the chance of all of this happening? Uh, we're speaking specifically about day parole, but uh, many of us thought when he was deemed a dangerous offender that all of this was impossible. Uh, t- uh, Tim Danson is with us now. Hello, Tim. How are you today? Thank you. Where do I start here? So you were actually in your team preparing for this way back when, in anticipation of all of this. Yeah, when we... Um, Is that uh, common, Tim?
1: I don't know, to be honest with you, if it's common. It was something that, uh, um, you know, that, uh, you know, I've been doing this for 36 years and, and have some experience in it, although even 20, you know, years ago, uh, after Bernardo's conviction, um, you know, we just knew that uh, he was entitled to uh, parole considerations, Uh most people think it's 25 years, uh, but um, actually, what the law is is that three years before your, um, you know, your full parole eligibility, which for Bernardo was February 17th, 2018, three years before that, you're eligible to apply for day parole. So that's so he's been in, he's been entitled to this since February of 2015, but he keeps putting it off. I suspect it's because he knows his case management team won't support him, and his chances are somewhere between zero and nil. But um, uh, but for whatever reason, I, you know, I understood the magnitude of this and this particular offender. And uh, while I always hoped that I would live a long time, and I'm glad I'm still around, um, uh, while things were very fresh in our mind, we just thought that it was a good idea to put this brief together, um, which we submitted, as I say, some 20-plus years ago to hmm. the rule board. So wow. So we're, we're, we're lucky, because if I had to remember all the details of of a couple decades ago um, there may be some failures there mm. so uh, we're in good shape to respond to this uh but it's 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 hard to believe that uh, a couple decades have gone by and um and that uh you know the, Paul Bernardo thinks that he's uh, in, entitled to some kind of re- re- release. but
0: you know. now we all he's he's deemed a dangerous offender. Uh, I, I thought that took care of all of this. What does that mean?
1: Well, I mean it's that's a very good point that you make, and it's it's one of of, of of great significance to us. First of all, when you're you know, yes, he was given a life sentence for the for the murders, but he was also designated a dangerous offender and under the law um, in order for it to be constitutional because once you're de- declared a, a dangerous offender you're in jail in, in, for an indefinite period of time so to maintain its constitutional validity he was entitled to a review after seven years and then every two years he's entitled to a review that never occurred because of his life sentence but my view is on behalf of the families is that the uh... the, the considerations to be relieved from the dangerous offender designation is significantly different than your general uh, parole eligibility, eligibility consideration. So uh, it, you know whether it's a bifurcated proceeding or, or whatever, because both are heard by the parole board, um, my view is, is that before Paul Bernardo is entitled to any consideration for parole, he has to advance um, a compelling case based on uh, compelling evidence and medical evidence that would displace the evidence that um, that was presented in court 20 plus years ago that uh, resulted in his dangerous offender designation and i also believe that um any evidence that paul bernardo puts forward um, for uh, to deal with his dangerous offender designation and his parole eligibility must be public and i you would think you know you know that intuitively that of course it 's going to be uh, public because you know we have an open court uh, justice system, but unfortunately, when you get to the parole stage of the of of the proceedings um, uh, the the privacy legislation kicks in, and we 're not entitled to see any of this. The only evidence we get to see is whatever the parole board puts in a decision, and the families intend to challenge that, and indeed um the um, the, the sweet family um, and the Toronto Police Association, Michael Sweet was a mm-hmm. police officer murdered um, uh, by, by by Craig Monroe some 37 years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they already have an application in, in the federal court, which we'll probably join with them, um, uh, to deal with these privacy issues because it's absurd that someone like Paul Bernardo... Who is seeking a public remedy, which is to be released, uh, relieved from his life sentence and put in and and, and be be paroled into the public? That's about as public as you can get, and the public has a right to know all the evidence um, that he relies upon. So that's going to be an issue for us, too. We think this has to be a transparent process, and in any event, even if there was a privacy interest, the public interest must trump uh, any rights that Paul Bernardo has.
0: Want to hear more?